0: Welcome to This Someone Can, I am your host Janice Sutherland, where it's my passion to help ambitious women just like you become impactful leaders and create more career wins. Now in my challenging communication workshop, I asked the attendees what motivated them to attend the workshop. I always ask that question and a female participant stated that she had been told that she came across as abrasive and aggressive when delivering challenging messages. And we proceeded with the workshop, and when he came to the role play, because I always include them, and she acted the part of a manager doing performance management, all I can say is that this simpering, nice girl persona that she was telling me she had didn't resonate with her description of being aggressive. She completely changed her style, and the more she played the part, the harder it came for her to effectively lead. When it comes to advocating for yourself, uh, advancing your career and successfully leading, clear and firm communication can go an awfully long way. Practicing assertive communication is an absolutely surefire way to ensure that you're engaging productively in the workfo- for workplace, workforce, while also achieving personal goals. Yeah, being assertive in the workplace involves walking that fine line between aggression and assertion. It's a delicate balance, it's a delicate dance um, of balancing your needs with those of your co-workers, being collaborative, while, whilst also making clear decisions and being respectful while disagreeing. And it's one question I get asked, asked a lot is to how to find that balance between being aggressive and assertive in the workplace. Now, leadership theory prescribes that for women to emerge as a leader, they must display the traits commonly associated with effective leadership. And that does include assertiveness. However, when women behave assertively, they may suffer a whole set of other consequences that men don't experience. experience. One that can have a real impact on the way women work and how they're judged at maybe performance reviews and ultimately in their careers. This is incredibly difficult, especially as successful leadership relies on being clearly understood and freely saying what you need to feel without having to act out an assigned gender role at the same time. I mean that's come on, that's, that's really hard doing that balance. And perhaps it's designed to be hard. But putting extra mental obstacles in the way really makes leadership more difficult for some of us, which could then be an advantage to others. And this is where we face the assertiveness double bind when it comes to performance appraisals. Studies illustrate how gendered expectations regarded assertiveness influence performance appraisals. Managers, and funny name, whether male or female, are significantly more likely to critique female employees for coming on too strong. Whereas the same traits are perceived positively in men. Women receive negative, I say negative, personality criticism, such as being called bossy or told to watch their tone, in around 75% of performance reviews. Men, on the other hand, rarely get this. Women receive two and a half times the amounts of feedback men do about aggressive communication styles, and you'll often hear phrases such as, Your speaking style is off putting. Women are described as being abrasive far more often than men. So what do we do? What do you do if this happens to you? One of the most uncomfortable truths about falling prey to stereotyping is that we almost have no control over what other people think. However, what we can control is how we deal with the situation, the situations like being called aggressive when they arise. So let me share with you some tips. First of all, ask for specifics. If you're caught caught out the heat at the moment, ask for specific examples and seek to understand where the aggressive label has come from. Phrases such as, you know, you can use, well, what do you mean by that? I don't understand. How am I coming across as aggressive? Help me understand here. Um, Often when the term aggressive is applied to women, it's vague, it's very vague. Whereas with men, it tends to be more direct and about something specific. So don't accept the the vagueness, it won't do. Otherwise, you've got no way of rectifying the whole situation. Next, respond rather than react. When you hear this, take a quick pause. Acknowledge the point uh, by saying, I'd like to understand what's happening here come from a place of empathy, but not one where you are backing down. Um, you can say something like, let's diffuse this, help me unpack it, let me understand, because that's not my intent, Come across how like that isn't my intent. Use inclusive language. Take the issue away from the personal and towards a mutual professional goal by using inclusive language. It can be challenging for both parties, but what's really critical here is that you seek to understand and to be understood. And it might be understanding how you lead or what they can expect from you you can use words to affect us we're in this together to do the best job we can let's try and work it out so you know seek that seek that that feedback and seek feedback from mentors or coaches and if you're not sure the difference mentors are individuals using your field who can help you develop your career insist in networking and provide valuable feedback and in today's world, you can expect to have multiple mentors throughout your career. Coaches, on the other hand, are paid professionals like me, who are hired for a short term. And we focus on performance and help you get better aspects of your job. As a coach, we can help you assess your strengths and challenges and provide helpful insights into what motivates you. They work with you to flex your communication and behavior at work. And you can also learn more about yourself and communication style by noticing how people respond to you. Yeah. Also, here, manage your hot buttons because a key component to emotion intelligence is self-regulation of one's emotions. Particularly those hot buttons, you know, those triggers, the one things that set you off, the things that take you from calm to crazy and you know, from naught to a hundred in seconds. When you're in that state, you lose rational thought and you lash out. Every one of us has hot buttons, often stemming from past experiences. Be cognizant of your presence and your body language. And so much goes to perception of who you are and what your message is. Beyond looking neat and clean and attire. You know, doctors with white name on coaches, sorry, with badges, set a professional tone, but they must be clean and crisp. And as important or more important are other components, including posture, eye contact and hand gestures. Assertive features of posture include a relaxed stance and maybe your hands in your pockets sometimes. When sitting in a meeting, sitting straight and leaning forward slightly, they all indicate engagement. Hand gestures are a probe for the conversation. I'm very talkative with my hands, Um, you know, and and conservative, but don't include jabbing or pointing. In contrast, aggressive behavior can include pacing up and down, getting invading other person's personal space, either when sitting or standing, maybe having your arms crossed, making large gestures, and as I said, pointing or stabbing at someone in someone's direction. Eye contact is always important to indicate that attention is being paid to whatever is occurring, but staring, having those scary, scary eyes, is very aggressive and looking away sends a passive or uninterested message. Pay attention to your body language you can control it and it does send a very strong message in meetings whatever the size talking and engagement there's a very interesting data on talking and perception people who speak more in meetings are those who see themselves in power men who speak more are often seen as more powerful or contributing more no matter what they're saying whereas women who speak more may have their reputation diminished And that is absolutely another double standard. Absolutely. Women tend to be better listeners. So when occupying positions of authority, they will be perceived in a more positive light. But they do listen as well as speak. So make sure you speak up. Learn how to work the room. Understand others. Because now that you've identified your own communication style, you've uncovered your hot buttons and you've learned how to manage them, you need to work on the other components of emotional intelligence influencing the emotions of others. Start by figuring out the communication styles and preferences of those around you. Do they have a direct or indirect communication style? Are they introverted or extroverted? Are they focused more on the task at hand or the people involved? Do some of them want to get right to the topic or chat about the weekend or the weather before getting down to business? And here again, watch out for body language and non-verbal clues. You'll be most successful in your communication with someone of a different style if you adapt by using more of their style and maybe less of your own, emulating their style. And this this is what's meant by flexing your communication style. And you might be thinking, well, why should I adapt my communication style to somebody else? My style is my style. Perhaps it sounds like suggesting you become another person and not yourself. But think about what your goal is for the relationship or the conversation. Is it getting work done, building relationships or both? That's a real question. And when you flex your style, you're really working hard to build relationships. Rest assured, building relationships like putting money in the bank. Because when you build these relationships of trust in both directions, you find that people you had difficulty with, suddenly have attributes you can respect and talents you can count on now maybe you've been told you're too aggressive and if you've learned that and you're thinking about what i've said and you think you're coming on too strong and that your behavior needs maybe needs some altering because you are a little aggressive in your work environment you can try some different strategies as well as reflecting on the points i discussed earlier uh, be really objective with yourself and ask yourself where do i need to improve and other things you can do is, as I said, listen actively. Give your full attention to those speaking. And if you're in a meeting, turn away from the computer, move to a table where you can both sit across from each other rather than the desk. Be present. Don't answer your phone. Don't be multitasking. Ask open-ended questions. Clarify. Summarize. Acknowledge your colleague's point of view. Acknowledgement is not acceptance, but it is affirmation that your colleague has been heard. Another tip is never speak, call, send emails or make social media posts when someone has made you angry. Don't do it. And also remember to give credit whenever possible and share credit generously. I know when we get uber busy. We can sometimes forget. And my husband shared with me that the most annoying aspect he has with a particular colleague uh, at the moment is that they never say thank you or acknowledge the work that has been done. They just want to hear that thank you. Two words. And, if, you're all else, and if, all, if you are struggling, find something to agree with. And this can be particularly hard when you think the other person speaking utter rubbish. But I bet that shows in your face. Remember, it's okay to say, I disagree. You can phrase disagreement to say as a uh, John or, you know, Janice, I, have an I-, I agree this is a serious issue. But I have another approach to solving the problem. That first agreement makes that individual feel heard while you guide the conversation in a completely different direction. So those are my tips. And I began by acknowledging the bias, that bias against assertive behavior for women in the workplace results in unfair double standard, I definitely acknowledge that. But I hope I've shared some information to help you become more emotionally intelligent in order to be effective and have influence in your professional lives. And at the same time, we know that from our own experiences that unpopular decisions need to be made. You may need to act quickly and decisively because a situation requires it, and you have zero time to hear out the opinions of others. But with a smile and a measured tone of voice, you're maybe sometimes perceived as aggressive behaviour, maybe well perceived as, as as assertive. Persist in acting collaboratively and never hiding your knowledge. Use your skills communication to own your situation. Never ever dim your light for what you need to do for what you're trying to get across. And if you want to learn more tips, you want to have more advice, don't forget you can sign up for the Lead Hership Matters newsletter over my website, janisutherland.com. And until next time, remember if I can, you can, this woman can. Take care. Until next time.